Welcome to Pulse of the Caribbean, Caribbean News Roundup. Here's a look at some of our Caribbean headlines for today. 46% of Latin America and Caribbean vaccinated. Puerto Rico to make COVID-19 vaccine mandatory for schools. New York politicians flock to influential Somos event in Puerto Rico. St. Lucia government cushioning cost of sugar, flour and rice as global commodity price rises. And food security, climate change and energy dominate Guyana's president bilateral engagements. These and other stories on today's Pulse of the Caribbean, Caribbean News Roundup for Thursday, November 4th. We start our report today with a look at the COVID-19 vaccination in Latin America and the Caribbean. The Pan American Health Organization is reporting that 1.2 billion doses of the coronavirus COVID-19 vaccines have, to date, been administered in member countries. Assistant Director Dr. Jarbas Barbosa, the Silver Junior, says 46% of the population of Latin America and the Caribbean has been fully vaccinated. He noted that at least 32 countries have already reached the World Health Organization's target of 40% vaccination coverage, adding that several more are on track to reach or surpass this figure by the year's end. This progress is encouraging but not surprising, thanks to our region's strong immunization system, Dr. Barbosa added. He was speaking during the Pan American Health Organization's COVID-19 digital media briefing on Wednesday. Dr. Barbosa said, however, that several regional countries are still experiencing challenges with their vaccination campaigns, noting that 19 remain below the 40% target. He advised the Pan American Health Organization is working closely with these countries, among them Jamaica, Haiti, Nicaragua, St. Vincent and the Grenadines, and Guatemala, which he pointed out are still below 20% coverage. Noting that vaccine inequity remains the biggest barrier to reaching our coverage targets. Barbosa said the World Health Organization's COVID-19 vaccine global access facility, with the support of the Pan American Health Organization's revolving fund, has delivered 64.3 million doses across the region. He indicated that over 19 million doses, representing approximately 30 percent of the vaccines, were donated by the governments of the United States, Canada and Spain, among others. The Associated Press reports that Puerto Rico's governor said Wednesday that officials will start vaccinating children ages 5 to 11 this week against COVID-19 and that getting the vaccine will be required to attend school in person with a few exceptions. Puerto Rico's Health Secretary Carlos Milado said he anticipates that some 227,000 children will be vaccinated with a goal of inoculating 95 percent of the population. So far, officials say that nearly 87 percent of children 12 to 15 years old have been vaccinated so far. Overall, more than 70 percent of the 3.3 million in the U.S. territory have been fully vaccinated. The New York Post reports that New York's political heavyweights began flying to Puerto Rico on Wednesday, fresh off Election Day, for the influential annual Somos 
conference promoting Latino representation in government. The five-day event in San Juan, Puerto Rico, coming as next year's crowded New York governor's race and city council speaker contest takes shape, is considered key to starting new alliances and cementing old ones. Organized by prominent nonprofit, the event features political maneuvering at workshops, receptions, conferences, and parties. The gatherings are typically attended by the who's who of elected officials, lobbyists, operatives, organized labor leaders, and other insiders. And this year will be no different, according to the report. On Wednesday morning, State Attorney General Letitia James, who just announced she is running against Governor Kathy Hochul of New York in a Democratic primary in June, was spotted at Kennedy Airport for an 11.30 flight for the year's political affair. Hochul, who soon after taking office declares she will run for a full term, is set to arrive in Puerto Rico on Thursday and stay until Saturday, according to sources with knowledge of her plans. She will host a reception Friday evening on Puerto Rico. Mayor Bill de Blasio, who has been taking steps towards a run for governor, revealed during a virtual press briefing that he will be headed to Puerto Rico on Thursday also. The lame duck mayor plans to stay through the weekend, a city hall representative in New York told The Post. His successor, Eric Adams, is planning to arrive in Puerto Rico on Friday and then go on to the Dominican Republic, a source familiar with his travel plans, told The New York Post. U.S. Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer, Democrat of New York, is expected to be at the event Friday and Saturday. St. Lucia Time reports that the government of St. Lucia is cushioning the cost of essential commodities of rice, sugar, and flour amid global price hikes linked primarily to the high shipping costs St. Lucia's Commerce Minister Emma Hippolyte has announced. The Ministry of Commerce has responsibility for the importation of rice, sugar, flour to the country. And I need to tell you that now the price of sugar and rice have exceeded the cost that we are retailing it to you. So right now, the government is cushioning the increases of the basic commodities, Hippolyte stated at a news conference on Wednesday. The ministers whose responsibility also includes manufacturing business development, cooperatives, and consumer affairs disclose that the biggest challenge for the authorities is sourcing the commodities. She explained that price and supply stability have been affected, resulting in delivery delays and an increase in the time frame for ordering the commodities. The price hike is already here, she asserted, concerning other supermarket goods. When you go to the supermarket, you can do the comparison yourself. It is a very important issue for St. Lucia because it impacts the whole issue of food security. So you can see there are certain basic products that prices are just going up. And when you listen to the international news and based on the analysis that we have done, one of the key factors is the high cost of shipping, she noted. She revealed that based on the analysis, a 40-foot container from China at one time cost 3,000 U.S. dollars. Now it has reached 
$15,000. So you can see the type of increase and how it impacts not only St. Lucia, but how it impacts the supply chain worldwide and consequently, irrespective of where the item is being ordered, you will get an increase in your freight and in cost for the items. So if the cost of the raw material is high, then the cost of the finished product is going to be high. At the same time, she urged St. Lucians to buy locally produced goods, although acknowledging that the goods may sometimes cost more than the imported product. But I want to make that comparison that when I purchase this product here, I am supporting employment of another St. Lucian, Hippolyte said. Starbrook News reports that in recent weeks, Guyana's president, Irfan Ali, has held a number of bilateral engagements with world leaders and organizations on the sidelines of various international meetings he attended. Providing an update on the results of those bilateral talks during a virtual press conference on Friday, Ali said that discussions were mainly centered on climate change and the environment, food security and sustainability, and Guyana's oil and gas sector. You'll see some of the key themes of all my engagements internationally have been centered around food security and stability, climate change, climate action, and of course, our deep interest and commitment in addressing the fundamental problems and issues of climate change, including the transitional resources that are key and critical in adaptation and mitigation, he said. Barbados Today reports that the Mia Motley administration is again facing pressure to shield consumers from the burden of high gas prices as local stakeholders brace for further increases in the months ahead. Barbados's Minister of Small Business, Energy and Commerce, Carrie Simmons, explained that while discussions are continuing with private sector officials, recent statistics suggest that the price of key goods remain par or below pre-COVID levels. He, however, could not say the same for petroleum products as the global price continues to fluctuate. As recent as Tuesday, international industry giants, including British Petroleum BP, warned that gas markets would remain high in the coming months and only return to normal probably by the summer of next year. Other stakeholders have warned that the high probability of oil reaching $100 a barrel and BP BP predicts that both oil and gas production over the fourth quarter of the year would be higher than the third quarter. Barbados's Democratic Labor Party spokesman on energy and environment, Paul Gibson, condemned the Motley administration's refusal to reduce the tax. He is also calling for a reduction of gas prices by at least 20 cents per liter. Gas currently retails at $3.95 per liter, diesel at $3.16, and kerosene at $1.38. The Anguillian reports that H.E. the governor and the Honorable Premier of Anguilla have outlined the updated entry protocols for visitors, which will come into effect starting this past Monday. Pre-arrival requirements are 
All visitors 18 years and older must be fully vaccinated to allow entry into Anguilla. Pregnant women and children under the age of 18 are exempt from this requirement. The definition of fully vaccinated is three weeks or 21 days after the second dose of vaccine. Mixed vaccines are accepted, but they must be a variation of Pfizer, AstraZeneca, and Moderna. Travelers must apply for entry permissions at www.ivisitanguilla.com. The application for entry include a arrival testing fee of $50 per person. A negative COVID-19 test will be required, but the test must now be taken no less than two to five days prior to arrival. The laboratory that processes the pre-arrival test must be accredited. Self-administered and antibody tests will not be accepted. On arrival requirements, all guests are tested on arrival and will be required to stay in place at their hotel, licensed villa, or other rental accommodations while the test is processed, usually within 24 hours. For more detailed information on Anguilla's travel protocol, visit the official website of the Anguilla Tourist Board. Jamaica Information Service reports that the Trelawney Municipal Corporation is taking steps to commence construction on the base for the statue of the country's sprint legend Hussein Bolt to be mounted in Water Square, Falmont. This has been made possible after receiving approval from the Jamaican National Heritage Trust for the redesign of the historic fountain. Chairman of Trelawney Municipal Corporation and Mayor of Falmont Councilor Colin Gager told the Jamaican Information Service News that the approval makes it possible for alterations to be made for the positioning of the statue at the historic landmark. The statue of the parish's famous son will be a replica of the one mounted on Statue Road in Independence Park, Kingston. Members of the Jamaican Defense Force will carry out the construction. And finally, local Denver businessman and Jamaican native Errol Anderson is committing portions of sales of Popongo t-shirts in games to benefit members of the Jamaican bobsled team. Papongo, a popular game born out of COVID-19 era by Denver local and Jamaican native Errol Anderson, announced its official sponsorship of the Jamaican bobsled team. To fundraise for team members heading into the 2022 Winter Games in Beijing, Papongo founder and CEO Errol Anderson is committing a portion of all games and t-shirt sales with the goal of raising $100,000. In addition to contributing proceeds from the sales, an initial donation was made to the Jamaican bobsled team to kick off the sponsorship. Known for rallying under much scrutiny in the 1988 games, the Jamaican bobsled team has garnered the dedication of avid fans over the past few decades and is a beloved underdog in the winter competition. Anderson is eager to support the Jamaican bobsled team members as they pursue their dreams. Fundraising commenced today and spans until February 4th the start of the Winter Games in Beijing. To participate, simply purchase a Papongo t-shirt or game online at playpapongo.com and use the code 
Team 100K. This has been your Pulse of the Caribbean Caribbean News Roundup for Thursday, November 4th. I'm Keisha Wallace. For more Caribbean news stories and information, visit us online at pulseofthecaribbean.com and be sure to like and follow us on Facebook.